Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, my friendly neighborhood Mysterians. Welcome back to another Terry's Mysterious Moments. This week's episode, I'm going to talk about high strangeness in the high Sierras. Talking about Yosemite National Park. Supposedly, there are urban legends myths, scary stories, whatever you want to call them, that are out there in the world that just happen to be true. There are those who have witnessed them personally. There have been stories about Yosemite Park and Bass Lake and Grouse Lake that have shaken up the community. Creepy sightings and strange phenomena that were told then and are still being told now. Whether you want to believe them, well, I'll leave it up to the listener. The evil spirit of Yosemite, with all that land and space that occupies Yosemite National Park, it has to be a mixing pot of legends, strange occurrences, and unfortunate deaths. Waterfalls all over Yosemite have claimed the lives of hikers over the years, but one definitely stands out. Miwok Indians believe that an evil spirit named Pohono would lure hikers near the edge of cliffs before pushing them to their deaths. The fallen hikers themselves are then thought to haunt the area. The legend says that two women of a local tribe were picking berries at the top of Bridal Veil Fall when a mist appeared. When one of the women moved too close to it, The wind suddenly shrieked and threw her down into the rocky, churning waters below. The chief blamed the Pohono, and he forbade his people from wandering anywhere near the water. Its claimed victims have been appearing as hypnotic rainbows in the mists to lure people. I personally don't like to stand on cliffs, edges, because I have a distinct fear of heights, Give me ground that I know there's nothing but ground underneath it and all around me. I did a show here a while back about the night crawlers of Fresno. The things that I said look like a pair of pajama pants that are walking. Now, to me, they look like puppets, but I don't know what they are. This may be one of the most famous cases of paranormal activity in the Central Valley. It has, of course, existed in early American legend, but these creatures, or whatever they are, have made their presence known in recent memory. What they are is tough to explain. How they're described or seen is tall, walking pair of legs, looking like they're covered in white cloth with just a head mounted on it. No arms or torso, just a head on a pair of legs. And like I said, it looks like a pair of walking pajama pants. The people of the area and those around the world that have seen them call them the night crawlers. 
They're eerily similar to an early American totem. When the Awanichis were questioned, they reported that the Nightcrawlers are a peaceful race of beings that come from another planet to rebuild the union between man and nature. Of course, that's just one interpretation. There were sightings of them back in the 1990s, but they gained notoriety in the new millennium. Back in the 2000s, a grainy CCTV camera captured one striding across a man's front yard in Fresno. A Fresno man named Jose was awakened by his barking dogs one morning, and he caught a glimpse of a pair of night crawlers, one large, one small, walking through his yard and caught by his CCTV camera. Years later, in 2011, they appeared again and were caught on camera in Yosemite National Park. In the years since the figures were first captured, the Fresno Nightcrawlers have risen to fame on the Internet, with the story even being covered by the History Channel, by so-called experts on the Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Faked, and recently featured on an episode of Paranormal Caught on Camera on the Travel Channel. Again, there is no logical explanation as to what these things are, and debate rages on what they could be, but honestly, there's seemingly nothing of this world. There's a lake within Yosemite called Grouse Lake, like the bird, Grouse. History itself is pretty much an inventory of ghosts, and no place has a history quite like Yosemite. There's a famous ghost that is said to lurk in Grouse Lake. It was first officially reported in 1857 by Galen Clark, who was later to become Yosemite's very first park ranger in 1867. He had a strange experience when he was out on a hike to the small alpine lake called Grouse Lake and claimed that as he walked along its shores, he had heard a chilling unearthly wail seeming to come from the water itself. He proclaimed that it sounded like a puppy when it's lost. He would later ask members of a local tribe what kind of animal it was that he had heard or did they have a dog that could have made the noise. They answered that it was no animal or dog. Instead, it was the spirit of a tribal boy who had tragically drowned there years ago and who did not take kindly to visitors. It was even claimed that he would attack anyone who set foot in the water. In a related story, and much more recently, a man was hiking in the park and came to Grouse Lake. He sat down to rest and was suddenly overtaken by tiredness, so he fell asleep. Sometime later, he was awakened by an unearthly moan. He sat up and looked out toward the water and saw a boy standing in the lake just a few yards offshore, and he was staring malevolently at the man. Feeling frightened, he got up and made his way back to the trail, but he heard a rather chilling voice say, Come back, which put his hush puppies in get-out-of-here-quick mode, and he's never been back there. Honestly, do you blame him? They have something in Yosemite called the Watts Valley Wolf Ape. 
There's been stories of a strange creature roaming the foothills of Fresno County. The features are described as having long gray mangy hair and the face of an ape. Gray mangy hair, that's an oxymoron because if you have mange, you don't have hair. And the face of an ape or a baboon and both human-like hands and feet. It seems to have a sickly quality, whether it's coughing and foaming at the mouth. And it is referred to as the devil ape or devil fang. But it's become better known as the Watts Valley Wolf Ape because of it being spotted around the Watts Valley Cemetery. There have been plenty of accounts of this particular creature told since the days of the first early Americans that came over the Bering Strait. They lived beside this man-animal, and there's drawings of strange creatures like this that came over the land bridge with the indigenous folk. One of the most well-known encounters with this beast so happens to involve the legendary photographer Ansel Adams. He was famous for taking photographs of Yosemite and exposing the, the beauty of the national park to the world. And he made frequent visits to this area. On one occasion, he was taking pictures in Yosemite one day when a pack of wolf apes came upon him while he was in his tent and he had to stay there for his own safety. Thankfully, nothing happened to him. Another crazy incident took place where the wolf ape went into a single-room schoolhouse one day and terrorized the students and the teacher. The children piled up their desks together in desperation and climbed up to the safety of the rafters, while the teacher, brave soul that he was, luckily managed to lock himself into a closet. The creature broke through their desks to get at their lunches, and after it got stuffed, it went away. There had apparently been no sight of one for a while, but around the mid-1990s, a wolf ape was seen at none other than Bass Lake, another lake within the park, where it was caught drinking water from the small lake. At the time, people mistook it for a hairy man who happened to walk on all fours. Yeah, that's normal. But that wasn't obviously the case, and let's just hope that it isn't seen again. The legend of Bigfoot is so common that he's been seen across the world over. Various names, but basically the same creature. Everybody knows about this creature. He's been depicted in movies, TV shows, documentaries, books, and the list goes on. A lot of occurrences with this strange being have been similar, only seen in glimpses, at a distance, and the sight of a very tall creature in height, covered head to toe in fur, a man-monster or man-ape with a blood-curdling scream. But right when you see it, he disappears in the blink of an eye. Could Bigfoot possibly be an interdimensional being? I'll leave that up to you to decide. Most stories told about the sighting of this walking behemoth really haven't been pleasant. One story stands out with the California Conservation Corps worker that was camping in the meadows of Yosemite one night when he heard heavy footsteps heading straight for his tent. He went out to investigate and was confronted with what he could only describe as a furry Goliath. He responded with the scream. So did the creature, and then it retreated. 
My question is, whose scream was scarier? This is probably an encounter you don't ever want to experience. There have been countless tales of supernatural occurrences and unforgettable accidents and deaths. Some that seem ordinary or out of the ordinary. There's so many to choose from that you can't go wrong with any of them. Whatever kind of story you want to find, one that is too mature, macabre, scary, truthful, and embellished, you'll be able to find it. No matter what story you're looking for, they're all good enough to keep you awake at night. Yosemite National Park draws an astounding 3.7 million visitors each year. The name alone stirs up images of happy-go-lucky vacationing families. Quite a large percentage of the visitors could tell you a creepy story or two. A creepy voice on the wind, a large rustle in the forest. Many have found themselves feeling like prey while on a stroll through the park. Yosemite is roughly 1,200 miles of ancient sequoias, breathtaking waterfalls, meadows, and massive rock formations. According to early American legends, there's more than just deer and bear scampering around Yosemite's vast forests. There are true stories of encounters with Bigfoot, run-ins with peculiar creatures known as nightcrawlers, and even UFO sightings in Yosemite. As if these tales weren't enough, there have been shocking murders and a large number of mysterious disappearances in Yosemite. Ancient curses and spirits of the dead flow through this land just as naturally as its streams. Many people, and many of those people, children, have gone missing in Yosemite with bizarre elements in common. First, they tend to happen in locations rich with huckleberries. 95% of the time, a storm follows the abductions, washing away any tracks or clues. If ever found at all, it's often at an impossibly far location. Clothing or shoes will be missing, but they won't have scrapes on their feet, implying they were carried. Some believe it's a creature with the taste for huckleberries and a strange obsession with clothing and children. Bigfoot, maybe? Perhaps good instincts on the weather. Large local lore contains a few beasts that could be responsible. The Bigfoot, pterodactyls, the Vendigo, or mountain devils known as Siatiks, who possess hypnotic abilities and extraordinary strength. Would you believe that multiple UFO sightings appear over Yosemite? In September of 2002, a strange light was captured on video near Yosemite. It slowly hovered, gliding through the air, leaving a luminous trail behind before disappearing. According to the witness, soon after the craft vanished, Air Force jets came out to the same location. They circled the area, but the strange light never returned. In 1999, 43-year-old Carol Sund, her daughter Julie, who was 15, and friend Silvina Peloso, who was 16, checked into the Cedar Lodge. They never checked out. A hiker found their red Pontiac torched deep in the mountains. Carol and Silvina were in the trunk. Six days later, the FBI received an anonymous taunt with a map leading them to Julie. Her throat had been slashed.
Then in July, a teacher at the Yosemite Institute, Joy Ruth Armstrong, went missing. Her body was found 27 feet away from her head in a drainage ditch. The deranged woman-hating lunatic responsible turned out to be the Cedar Lodge's handyman, Carrie Strainer. He'd use his position to gain access to his victims. Then he'd take them into the woods to kill them. He also confessed plans to kill his girlfriend and her daughter on Valentine's Day. What a sweetheart! A place within Yosemite is called Tanaya Canyon, and it's often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Yosemite. This is due to its connection to mysterious deaths and unsolved disappearances. Local lore states that Chief Tanaya cursed the canyon back in 1851. A battle raged and American soldiers killed the chief's son. Now it's believed the canyon is taking it out on those who attempt to explore its dangerous terrain. In a place as big as Yosemite, you're bound to see some strange stuff. A ranger for the backcountry division in Yosemite recalls a strange experience while patrolling on foot. In the middle of the trail, he found a severed deer head. The cut was clean. The body was nowhere to be found. Hunting is illegal in the park. He surveyed the area, buried the head, and continued on. A second deer head was in the middle of the trail in front of him a half mile later. Panic set in as he realized he was 30 miles away from his vehicle. Whoever did this could be watching him. Again, he surveyed the area, found nothing, and buried the head. Before finishing his patrol, he discovered a third deer head, almost completely stripped of skin. After he buried the third head, he made camp for the night, or as he described it, when I finally made camp, I didn't actually make camp. I found a tree that was well off the trail, one that was next to a rock outcropping. I placed my back to the tree and the rocks and faced outward. I didn't turn on the light. I didn't do anything except sit there until dawn came, watching the forest, wondering about the heads and their meaning. He did file an official report of the creepy trail of deer heads, However, the mystery of who placed him and why remains unsolved. There's a hotel in the park called the Awani. The former manager of the Awani Hotel, Mary Curry Trissiter, allegedly haunts the hotel. Her living quarters were up on the top floor, and she died there in 1970. Guests and staff members have all reported seeing the busy ghost bustling around the hallways, up and down the stairs, and checking in on the guests. There have been reports of a rocking chair moving on its own in one of the suites. Problem is, that suite doesn't actually have a rocking chair in it. Out in the park, Camp Number 6 has a tragic tale in its history. One night, a camper hung himself. No reason, no note. He was found hanging from the wooden frame of his tent. People say you can still see him swinging from that wooden frame on dark, lonely nights. Apparently, the best time to witness this phenomenon is between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. 
parks, be they national, state, or even city parks, sometimes have exceptionally weird reputations. Missing hikers and campers, snatched children, murders and suicides, UFOs and or aliens, the stories run the gamut. Amid the natural beauty the parks are known for, there also exists a natural mystery and sometimes an unnatural evil. Hey, that's what I've got for this week. I want to thank you for listening in to Terry's Mysterious Moments. Come back again. We'll have more stories. Have a great week, y'all. Bye. Bye.